Welcome to Design Care Society. My name is Chesubire Greg and I'm a design activist. And today I'm in conversation with one of our leading designers, one of my personal favorites actually. Um, and his name is Mugendi Mtwaritha. Mugendi is an industrial designer by trade, by trade, but really at the heart he's a design activist. And today we want to discuss the whole dimension of the impact of design in Africa. So Mugendi, I'll ask you, over the years you have practiced across the continent, can you draw us a picture end to end of what the impact of design is in Africa? Um, thanks, uh, Chesupira. It's a pleasure indeed and an honor being uh, able to speak to you, especially about one of my favorite topics um, and one of my favorite places. And design in Africa is, is exciting. I think it's come of age, if you ask me. Uh, I've been um, I've had a ringside seat uh, of you know observing events and participating in them for uh, almost uh, 25 years now. So I can say for a fact that uh, design in Africa has come of age. What I particularly like about African uh, ex expressions of design is the is the emphasis or almost a default setting where the focus is always on socially responsible design. So there's a sense in which design in Africa is not done for just speculative purposes. Not that speculative purposes are bad, but uh, often the, there's a, a genuine social uh, need that is being addressed, and that uh, really excites me. And I can see more and more uh, designers getting in, whether it's you know looking at critical issues like sustainability or climate change uh, or community-focused uh, interventions. Um, I've seen design really um, address these key uh, social issues. So then when we, we really look at the crux of it, it's about problem solving within our individual unique situations. Indeed. Um, at its core, design is a problem solving uh, process. Uh, I would add it's a creative problem solving process. So I think what uh, many other professions might claim to be problem solving in their nature, whether it's engineering or, or accounting, but when you use the word creative, uh, I think designers uh, can uh, you know, take ownership of that uh, process. Uh, so yes, I agree completely that uh, design as a problem solving process has uh, come to, to the fore and it's certainly making a big uh, difference on the continent. Okay, so I want to reference a very specific project of how you've used design to impact and make change in the community. You run a project um, in, um, in Machakos. Um, tell us a little bit about that one. Yes, uh, so the project in Machakos um, uh, was inspired by a corporate clients who deals with uh, uh, synthetic hair extensions. Okay. And uh, the client had observed that this uh, product, after it had been uh, removed from uh, hair, mainly women's hair, 99% of the time, uh, it ended up in uh, landfills and it, it had become a, an environmental and ecological problem. So he, uh, they approached us, uh, actually the company, and um, we identified uh, Machacos uh, because we had this hunch that hair is a fiber and uh, fiber can be woven. So this was the hunch that we had. But not being weavers ourselves, we figured uh, we know a place uh, which was near Nairobi, that is Machakos, 
which is about 65 kilometers to the southeast of the city. And um, we approached a number of self-help groups, uh, mainly uh, involving women and persons with disabilities. And we went through a design thinking uh, kind of methodology because this is human-centered design. And the community actually identified ways in which they could use the fiber, this hair that was discarded, to create uh, baskets. And the men in the group even uh, decided to experiment with some of the shorter fibers to see if they could be uh, used in uh, brick making, you know, using this uh, in, uh, stabilized soil bricks. So the products that came out of it were not only aesthetically pleasing, but they genuinely solved uh, an environmental challenge and created a business model where the community members could, uh, you know, get the hair collected by one uh, set of individuals and then the weavers were handed this hair and they sorted it into different lengths and colors and quality and then made different uh, items um, or products out of it. So this taught us a lot. It taught us that uh, communities have a lot of... Um, uh, talent and uh, they have also a lot of embedded and tacit knowledge that designers need to respect and tap into so this this is uh, how we uh, ourselves as designers got educated by community members mm -hmm. and hopefully in the, in the process that the community members also learned a few uh, you know uh, tricks of the trade how to be more creative how to do ideation and product development mm -hmm. and how to think client uh, because many times uh, when craftspeople do their work, they only think about their own talent. Uh, they don't really engage with the potential client to find out if uh, the ideas resonate with them. Mm -hmm. as, as we wind up this conversation, what do you think we should hold on to when we think about design in Africa? That's a brilliant uh, question, Chesubira, um, uh, because Often, because design, uh, having come from the Italian word, word uh, disegno, is associated with uh, Western or, let's say, foreign uh, inspiration. Mm -hmm. uh, and the designer brands have uh, done a lot. To kind of shape that perception. Mm -hmm. Notwithstanding, uh, we have place being clearly identified. So, the way you see Maasai beads, or Debele beads, or Zulu beads, they're all beads, but each of those communities has a very different way of interpreting uh, that, that medium and, and making it uh, work for them. So the world is looking to Africa to hear what Africa's stories are, what are creative stories, and what are, uh, how design becomes a storytelling um, a vehicle to, to showcase the kind of talent and qualities of the things that we do. So I'd encourage young designers to look into their own heritage and celebrate the creativity that exists. I've often referred to Esther Mahlangu, the Ndebele uh, artist who's now about 85 years old and who for the last 70 years has been a, an ambassador and champion of, of our community. Uh, so it's, it's good for us to, to respect and, and celebrate that heritage and then refresh it because we now have modern tools and modern uh, methods uh, that could actually uh, bring this creativity to a global platform. So respect it and embrace it. Uh, don't shun it. That's uh, where I would put it. That is absolutely wonderful. I thank you, Mugendi, for your inspiration. And I pray that as many more of us do listen to these conversations, we will not only be inspired to use our design as a tool of problem solving, 
but do what he says and use design as a storytelling tool. As always, a pleasure to talk to you, Mugendi. Thank you.